Were you politically active during college? Did you ever volunteer on a local campaign or dream of helping elect the next president? Working on a youth campaign may be exactly what you should do. In this episode, I'm going to talk about youth campaigns and why they are so important. Later, I will sit down with David Blair, Executive Director of the Conservative Leadership Pack, to talk about his experiences within the youth movement. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Are you interested in running for office? Want to work on a campaign? At the Leadership Institute, it is our mission to increase the effectiveness of conservative activists and leaders in the public policy process. We offer over 40 different trainings, including campaign management school, on-camera TV trainings, and writing workshops. If you want to make a difference in public policy, visit leadershipinstitute.org. That's leadershipinstitute.org. Hey everyone, and welcome to the seventh episode of the Lead Your Future podcast. Today we're going to talk about youth campaigns. Over the last few years, the youth vote has become an increasingly significant topic of discussion. It's on the news, it's on social media, it's everywhere. During an election year, you constantly see 18 to 24-year-olds protesting on the street, spearheading the youth movement. Political campaigns have caught notice and now hire youth campaign managers, national youth vote directors, having them and their team head to college campuses registering students to vote, knocking on dorm room doors, asking college students who they will vote for, in hopes to see 18 to 24-year-olds head to the polls on voting day. But how much of an impact do youth campaigns really make? And why are they so important? Well, up until 1970, the minimum voting age in federal elections was actually 21, with the voting age for local and state elections varying by state. Now today, you can be as young as 18 and still have a voice in local and federal elections. So why is it so important for young people to vote? Well, young voters account for half of the voting population, making them a really powerful political force. Today, the voting population includes almost equal parts millennials and baby boomers, And now that baby boomers are getting older and older, we're seeing a very large rise in the amount of millennials to baby boomers. And now you might be asking yourself, does my vote really matter? Well, in the 2008 presidential election, youth vote made a major impact on the election results, swaying a number of states to a different color. The youth vote can sway the election in ways you never thought possible. Previous campaigns have made the point to campaign towards 18 and 29-year-olds, and it can really make a big difference. And although you might be young or fresh out of college and might not care now, you will in four years. You may be dealing with things like college debt or finding a full-time job, but when you really start paying your bills and looking for insurance, you will notice the full effects of whomever is in office. Now, don't go too far. Just after this quick break, I'm going to sit down with David Blair, and he's going to talk about his experiences with the youth movement, working on youth campaigns, and so much more. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. Are you looking to launch your career? 
Do you want to gain real, professional experience while sharpening your media skills? Then apply today to be a studio's intern here at the Leadership Institute. As a studio's intern, you'll master Adobe programs and get behind-the-scenes access to media professions across the board. Just go to leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. That's leadershipinstitute.org and click on the Career tab to learn more. Welcome back, everyone, to the Lead Your Future podcast. I'm happy to have with me today David Blair. He's the executive director of the Conservative Leadership Pact and president and CEO of Blair Group, LLC. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Can you just kind of give a quick idea of what you do for the um, Conservative Leadership Pact? Yeah. So uh, my day-to-day job varies quite a bit. Uh, being an executive director for a PAC means that you're, you're dealing with a lot of different aspects of the job. Um, but the main main goal of the Conservative Leadership Pack and my main objective is to find good, principled young people and get them placed onto campaigns for good, principled conservatives to run mass-based youth efforts and organize a large number of young people for those candidates. Um, I also am in charge of all the fundraising, the day-to-day operations, um, you know, any any vendors that we deal with come through me, so... It's a pretty uh, enriching experience and a lot of stuff I've not really done in past jobs. Well, it seems like you've done so much in politics, but where did it all start? How did mm. you get involved in the beginning? Man, um, yeah, I mean, I've done, I've worn several different hats. They've all kind of fallen in like the youth or communication space, but really it all started with the Leadership Institute and uh, Morton Blackwell. Um, I was, you know, a, a uh, substitute teacher in Southern Illinois. I was trying to get my foot in the door with a, a teaching job. And when the summer of 2014 came along, I was out of a job, uh, not really involved in politics too much. You know, before that, um, I generally considered myself a conservative, but really didn't know what that meant or how to get involved. And luckily for me, um, I was able to get connected with LI's field representative program. And that was kind of my, my first dive into politics. Um, and really kind of a baptism by fire into like, what does it really mean to be a youth organizer? And what does it mean to be involved in conservative politics? Now, what is it that you enjoy so much about the youth effort? Because it seems like you're so heavily into it. Why do you enjoy it? Why do you do what you do? Um, you know, it's, <laughs> I, I do enjoy it, um, depending on the day you ask me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really enjoy the, the I guess, the ability to get young people who otherwise don't know where to go. Like they're, you're a good conservative young person. You want to stand up for your principles. You want to do something worthwhile, but there's really no, uh, no straight shot into politics. There's, you know, many people will go and get a political science degree or they'll get into a, uh, internship or a program, but there's really no straight shot into campaigns. Um, and I, I very strongly believe that if we want to see committed, principled conservatives elected to public office and see public policy victories because of that for the conservative movement, then we owe it to our philosophy to train as, as good organizers to study and learn how to win because we're not going to win just because we have the right ideas, just because we might be good people. We we're philosophically correct. The only way that you win in politics is by having a large number of effective activists on your side. And the only way you're going to get that is by campaigning effectively and using appropriate political technology like we, you know, a leadership institute teaches in every one of their schools. And I just believe that it's our responsibility to really 
bring about the next generation of those activists and show them what to do and get them involved. So why are youth campaigns so important, either on an individual scale, national scale, or both? Um, I would say it's, it's the same for both. Um, there, are, there are really six reasons, six benefits uh, of a youth campaign, but the, the biggest ones, and whenever I talk to candidates, whenever I talk to campaigns, this is always what they, their ears perk up and their eyes light up whenever I start talking about just the, the volunteer aspect of it. So as conservatives, unfortunately, sometimes we overlook college campuses, high schools, young people as volunteers. They're, they're an interesting demographic because they are the only people other than retirees that have really um, time. I mean, maybe you don't have classes on Wednesday or Thursday. Maybe, um, you know, you get out of class at noon or your, your schedule is flexible to a point where it's not going to be that way when you're working a nine to five job. Um, so they've got some flexible time. They also have an incentive to volunteer for internship hours and college credits, um, just experience on a resume. So they're a wonderful, wonderful source of volunteer hours. And that for you know, candidates and campaigns is extremely valuable. Uh, a lot of the guys that, the, and girls that we train and deploy with the conservative leadership pack bring in uh, hundreds of interns. And each of these interns is giving 10, 15, 20 hours a week to a campaign, doing campaign grunt work, and they're happy about it. That's uh, worth a, a large amount of money, number one, and you're getting it for free. But it also brings these people into the campaign life and gets them the experience they need. Young people can also vote. Um, we, for whatever reason, uh, a lot of campaigns have this aversion to the idea of anybody under the age of 30 trying to vote. Um, you know, they're like, we don't really want to, we don't want to go and register young people. We don't, um, you know, want to spend our time doing that. And it's because they believe, uh, this, the kind of well-propagated myth over the years that all young people are liberal. That's not true. Most young people are politically apathetic. And what that means is that they, they don't vote. They're not involved in politics. Go to any college campus, go to any high school right now, walk up to 10 people and ask them what they think. Um, you know, about their governor, if they could name their state representative, if they've voted before, likely you're going to get at least eight of them to say no um, or not know who it is. And that's just because young people are, are generally politically apathetic. It is uh, traditionally the way it works is you get more involved in politics the older you get, but we don't have some, you know, law saying we have to wait for that. Statistically speaking, if you start voting a certain way when you're 18 years old, you'll vote that way for the rest of your life. So why wait? Why abdicate uh, this fight basically to the left and allow the left to bring in this whole new generation? We complain about socialism uh, growing on our campuses and we stomp our feet and say, look at all these crazy kids, but are we really doing anything at the campaign level to give them an alternative? Um, you know, if you walk up to those same eight people on that or the same 10 people on that college campus and you ask them, you know, what do you think of government control of and insert anything? They are against that. And it's just because they don't, they don't know what socialism is because nobody, their professors aren't going to educate them. But we've got to make the effort to get on these campuses effectively um, and, and, you know, fight for the next generation. We can't afford to give it up. Yeah, it seems like over the past few years, I, I think I've, I got involved with politics around 2016, 2017. Um, but it seems like over the past few years, it's 
blown up like organizations have popped up and there's a mass amount of conservatives that have joined these organizations but prior to that it seems like it wasn't really conservatives that were leading the youth movement and, and possibly the left that was leading that yeah and you know on i would say on campaigns really you you can uh, ascribe a lot of this to donald trump because um you know i i worked in 2016 i was donald trump's youth director and um he was the type of candidate that really appealed to a new generation of young conservatives. They were tired of being told what to think. They were tired of the establishment uh, professors and, and students uh, kind of keeping them down on their campuses. And one of the things that is natural to being a young person is you want to rebel against the establishment. Well, luckily for conservatives, rebelling against the establishment on a college campus right now means rebelling against the leftist socialist dogma that is rammed down people's throat, the PC culture. And you're seeing that with Gen Z right now. So I think that, that President Trump being the, the polar opposite of the, the PC garbage, really, that they were forced uh, to kind of live under on college campuses, in a lot of ways appealed to these young people um, and sparked, I think, a new wave of young folks getting involved in politics. One of the big things that I always tell people, um, because they, they'll throw up Bernie Sanders a lot, say, well, Bernie had a lot of young supporters. Yeah, he, he did. Most of his supporters were young people. Um, but it was because, not because of his policies. It, it had probably very little to do with the whole socialism thing, because they don't like big government. They don't like government control. It had to do with his authenticity. It was just that he believed what he was saying, and he was going to them to say it. The same thing with President Trump. President Trump's probably the most authentic president <laughs> that, Definitely. That, has ever, that has ever existed, I think. Uh, you, he's not scripting what he's saying, so you know really what he's thinking. And young people love that. I mean, you know, they love that, that the people, they love their politicians to, to speak the truth and to be authentic. And I think that's why you see in 2016 and on so many young conservatives being emboldened by President Trump and kind of the Trump you know, youth movement. Um, I'm really happy I got to play a part in that in 2016. So, Yeah, uh, you mentioned that. What was it like to work on the Trump campaign? I, I feel like that's a dream for any conservative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the 2016 Trump campaign, I don't know if there'll ever be anything like it. Um, it was uh, amazing. And it was. it's also been interesting subsequently to see what people have said about it that have no idea what they're talking about. <laughs> um, it, was, it was a bootstrap campaign. We had a very... Um, you know, skeleton crew um, that really kind of laid it on the line. I would say, I mean, 99% of the reason that President Trump got elected was because of President Trump, period. The, uh, the 1% was everything else that we did. Um, you know, he, he really was his own best advocate in a lot of ways. Um, and we, you know, on the Trump campaign, it was really the pleasure of a lifetime to get to work with so many good professionals um, so many people that were passionate about saving this country and, you know, we're coming at it from a real, a real perspective. Nobody was on the Trump campaign, uh, you know, because it was winning them a lot of friends or they, they were having a great time at, you know, the, the elitist, you know, dinner parties, the establishment was, they were not fans of, of Trump because, you know, he was coming to wreck them as much as he was anybody else. Um, you know, and he, he really upended the political dynamics that for so long we've been frustrated with as, as conservative grassroots uh, activists 
and it was just a real a pleasure and a challenge to get to, to work for him. It was the fastest paced thing I've ever done, um, but it worked. And you know, putting all the stuff I learned working at LI and and doing so much with youth campaigns actually to the test at a national level was just awesome. Yeah. Now, what advice would you give to someone who might want to get involved with the youth campaign? Where can they go? Who should they mm. talk to? Well, I, I've got a, the the process. I've got the path for it. <laughs> so they should first go and, and talk to the Leadership Institute. There's a direct pipeline that you can go through at LI that will put you on with uh, not just, you know, something to put on your resume, but will give you the tools necessary to get involved with government, politics, media, campaigns. Um, it's called the Youth Leadership School. It's where I got my start. It's where dozens and dozens, um, really thousands of folks who are involved in politics today got their start. And it's a, um, a two-day process known as kind of the boot camp of politics. It's, it's tough. It's hard. It's supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be easy. Um, you know, anything worth doing in life is worth suffering for a little bit. And uh, you go to this school you do well at it, and that opens up a lot of doors. It holds a lot of weight. Um, after that, organizations like mine, the Conservative Leadership Pack, we only hire um, youth organizers from the Leadership Institute. I don't waste my time with, with other folks because, frankly, um, it's a liability. It's a waste a lot of times of money and resources to get someone who doesn't know the program. And uh, so start at Leadership Institute. Then I would say if you – you graduate from that youth leadership school and you want to be in politics and youth politics professionally, um, the conservative leadership pack is a great place to go. We are, we hire, um, the best of the best and we put them on like very hotly contested federal races. So these are for house Senate all over the country. And they're the, the hottest, most targeted races, uh, that have good conservatives running in them. So, Essentially, you get to be a staffer. I mean, you, you are a paid staffer of the campaign, organizing young people um, with all the help that we can give you and all the direction we can give you for good conservatives um, that have a real shot at, you know, at winning. So uh, that's my advice to anybody is go to Youth Leadership School, contact the Conservative Leadership Pack, um, and work really, really hard. <laughs> and where would somebody get registered for uh, YLS? Well... I would go first, the Youth Leadership School is on um, LI's training page. So literally you just go to LI's trainings tab at their website, um, click on trainings, and then click on campus. All the campus trainings are listed there. Um, there's actually a, with COVID, the way that it is, we obviously aren't meeting in person. Normally we, we fly folks in to destination cities all over the country uh, to do these things. We're not doing that now uh, because of COVID. So we're doing it digitally. Starting on um, May 11th, there's going to be several different sessions. You can get registered for those right now at the Youth Leaderships or at the Leadership Institute's website. Just click on that Trainings tab, Campus, and they're all listed right there. Um, you know, this is a, a pretty um, exclusive training, so you have to take all of the. If you sign up for them, you have to take all the different sessions that they'll have over the next couple of weeks. Uh, after that first one, and then, um, you know, reach out to any any LI staff member if you're involved with our campus programs. They would love to get you hooked up to that. And afterwards, um, if you're interested in doing it professionally, 
uh, somebody will probably reach out to you from any number of organizations that love to hire LI graduates. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you, David. Um, I learned a lot about youth campaigns. I, I'm sure. not too well, um, well versed in them. So thank you so much for joining me. And I'm sure our listeners enjoyed listening to you as well. Yeah, well, I was glad to join you and uh, hopefully be back again soon. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Lead Your Future podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, share, or leave a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts. My name is Tiffany Roberts from the Leadership Institute, and you're listening to the Lead Your Future podcast. The Lead Your Future podcast is produced and edited by Tiffany Roberts with support from Jared Cummings. Advertisements by Alexander Chang and Christopher Olson. Executive produced by David Fenner and Morton Blackwell. If you want to learn more about the Leadership Institute and see behind-the-scenes photos, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and subscribe to Leadership Institute on YouTube.